0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two Weirdos, One Podcast, where we talk about everything from true crime, to conspiracies, to aliens, to hauntings, and everything weird.
1: My name is Ashley. And I'm Megan, and we're your two weirdos. Hey, guys, and welcome back to Two Weirdos, One Podcast. Uh, This week, you are tuning in to Episode 7. If you missed last week, we talked about uh, Povea Island, which is a really haunted, creepy place off the coast of Venice, Italy. So if you haven't checked that episode out, go give it a listen. I shared a little bit about that place and the history and some haunted stuff that's happened there. So it's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: go check it out, guys.
1: Yeah, but this week, Ashley is going to be sharing a story with us. So, take it away. Yes.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's it's episode seven already. It's almost been two months. Lucky number seven. That's insane. I can't believe it's already been, like, literally next month will be our 2 month anniversary. I swear it was just, like, <laughs> last week we were doing our month anniversary episode.
1: I know. And that was when you had just moved into your house, too. So yeah. So you've been to your house for a while now.
0: Yeah. And I now, haven't seen that long ago. Yeah, I know. It's... It's crazy. I feel like we haven't done much, but we, like, are always, like, doing something to the house. (laughs) How's the unpacking going? Unpacking? Um, we are mostly unpacked, just, like, things that we haven't, like, hung up on the wall yet, just because we're going to paint, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were going to go, we were going to go get paint today. Um... So we we're gonna go to Lowe's, but uh, the line was really long to get in, and we didn't want to wait. Oh, so we're like,
1: "Yeah, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pay will still be there in a couple weeks."
0: Yeah, we we're gonna try and see if we could like call it in and just go like run and pick it up. So
1: oh yeah, that'd be fun.
0: Cool. Yeah, we we're gonna try that. Um, went to the grocery store today for the first time since this whole pandemic situation. Dang, you made a long time. Well, Jordan went to the grocery store like. Once or twice But we went actually Because I like ordered food and stuff But I actually went this time And we did like a big grocery haul Because I don't want to like have to go again next week Or whatever
1: I uh, have to Go as much as possible Yeah
0: and I wanted to get a few things So like Jordan and I could make like an Easter brunch tomorrow But um if I swear if I get The coronavirus it's gonna be because I was in the baking aisle At HEB <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Like, they're limiting people in the store, obviously. Like, it's very not crowded at all, which is great. But, like, that baking aisle, I'm pretty sure, like, the 25 people they lent to the store at a time, everyone was in the baking aisle. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) Gotta get that bread.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, if I get Corona, I'm blaming it on the baking aisle.
1: (laughs) Next time, just send Jordan. Well, Well, doesn't matter. I'd still (laughs) get it. He got it.
0: So, yeah, hope everyone is uh, st- staying safe and healthy and uh, yeah, avoiding baking aisles.
1: Time at home. Huh? <laughs> hope everyone's enjoying their time at home.
0: Oh, yeah. I hope you guys are having fun. Um, you know,
1: listening to our podcast,
0: especially those without children right now, probably having a great time. <laughs> those with right, children. I'm, I'm very sorry.
1: <laughs> gosh, my older sister, she has three kids, five and under. Oh, my gosh. And their house is just insanity all the time but they're the cutest ever so oh, yeah. I'm sure he's having so much fun with them oh yeah I'm sure
0: but um yeah Frankie is really loving us being home because he gets so much playtime now he's literally been like it'll be like nine o'clock at night and he will literally like tuck himself into bed he's so tired <laughs> oh
1: that's cute
0: so he's like sleeping next to me right now but <laughs> but yeah so anyways we are gonna jump into the story that I'm gonna tell for you guys. It is about this woman named Leonarda Chanchuli. And let me tell you, I always pick these stories
1: <laughs> that are not English. Like It never fails. What's what's the other ones that have been so far? I'm Russian was Russia. one Russia.
0: <laughs> like this Can one's in Italy. Names
1: or places?
0: So like shout out to pronouncenames.com like their videos on YouTube.
1: would you look one up for this name
0: oh yeah leonardo chanchuli her last name Mm -hmm. pretty much everyone's like name in this story i was listening to someone on youtube telling me how to pronounce it
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome
0: so leonardo chanchuli um she was also known as the soap maker of coraggio and she was born april 18th 1894 in Montella Avellino which is in Italy so not much is known about her early life but as a young girl she did attempt suicide twice so kind of assuming she just had a rough a rough go in her early life um oh uh, yeah yeah. So in 1917, she married Raphael Pansardi. Um, her parents did not approve of their marriage because her parents had planned to marry her off to another man. And so Ooh. Leonardo or claims that her mother then cursed them. And as we go on on the story, um, you'll kind of see how her life plays out and how... It kind of does seem like she was cursed. Um, in nineteen twenty-one, Leonardo and Raphael moved to his hometown of Loria Pot-, Pot Potenza. <laughs> I did not look up that one, so <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's just your best guess.
0: I'm just I'm just really, really hoping for the best here. Right. Um and here in Loria Leonarda was sentenced and imprisoned for fraud in 1927. So, they enjoyed life for a few years before she was, you know, imprisoned for fraud. I don't maybe. know what happened, how she got imprisoned for fraud. Like what, what the whole yeah. situation was. There wasn't really anything like on that. Identity
1: theft or something like that, maybe. Yeah, I've, was-
0: I really have no idea. There is nothing on it. Um, couldn't really find anything on it either. Just because, I mean, this is in the early 1900s, so.
1: Yeah, no electronic documents to yeah. track back to back then.
0: Right. So, um, when she was released, they moved to Lacedonia Avalio, and in 1930, their home was destroyed due to the Erpenia earthquake, um, which, oh. yeah, so that's really sad. Um, it was an earthquake that happened in July, and at had a magnitude of 6.6, 6, and... That it caused actually like just over fourteen hundred deaths and oh my God, like between four thousand six hundred to seven thousand injuries. so it was a pretty pretty big um earthquake, yeah, I feel there. like that
1: is, I don't know much about earthquakes, but that doesn't seem like a super high magnitude, so it's probably just like the fact that they weren't prepared for it right. I mean, the reason for all those yes, deaths and injuries,
0: yeah, especially back then, like. I mean, now, I don't know, like, what they're predicting things were, but, like, now there's things to, like, predict an earthquake coming, basically. Yeah. Most sometimes, I guess. I don't really...
1: And most buildings are made to withstand up to a certain magnitude
0: as well. Yeah. Um, and so after the earthquake, they moved to Corregio, Reggio, Emilia. <laughs> It's quite the name of the place, but, um, right. he, and here, Leonardo opened a small soap shop and was popular and was a well-respected woman in her neighborhood.
1: So she was like the first lush.
0: Yeah. So she was just first, like
1: bath and body works right. of her time in Italy.
0: Bath and body works over time. Just peddling that soap. <laughs> um, <laughs> She had her fortune told, so she she got kind of deep into, like, fortune telling and was, like, very superstitious. Um, mm,
1: so if she was alive now, she'd be all about horoscopes.
0: Yes. Oh, I, <laughs> I saw her horoscope somewhere, and I don't remember what it was. We'll have to look it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> but her fortune, she had her fortune told, and the fortune teller said that she would marry and have children, but that all the children would die. What? Yeah, so like... I want my money back. (laughs) Right? Like, she was just like cursed as soon as she (laughs) married the wrong man, apparently. Oh, man. Yeah,
1: her family was not
0: playing around with that. No, she's not having a good go at this. And then she also visited a gypsy who practiced palm reading and told her, apparently this is a quote from the gypsy. Mm -hmm. Don't know how that... (laughs) came about quoted but all right quote in your right hand i see prison in your left a criminal asylum end quote so she's just not getting like she just needs to stop going to fortune tellers and palm readers because they're not giving her any (laughs) no good news
1: no it's one thing for one of them to tell you something bad but both of them right nothing yeah so I i would just quit that Right, I'd be
0: like, mm, no. Nope. One time, okay. Have you ever gotten your palm red? No, I haven't. <laughs> Definitely, highly recommend it because it's just a fun, like you know, fun just to thing. See what to they're do. gonna say about you. Yeah. So I was in New Orleans, and or when I was there, I was like, I had obviously I was there. I had to get my palm red. Like, right. There was no way I wasn't going to get my palm red. So <laughs> I went up to this lady because she was like, "Come get your palm red." I was like. Sure, why not? And so we went there, and then, um, so she was reading my palm. I don't remember exactly what she said. You know, it was nothing like negative or anything, obviously,
1: but really generic stuff.
0: Yeah. And then she was like, (laughs) and then she was like, you're going to have three children. I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I know you're fake. (laughs) Right. I was like, this is where I draw the line. That's you are not. And then she wasn't even looking at me the whole time. She was like literally distracted looking
1: away from me. Probably trying to find like the next sucker that she's gonna right. bring in for a very two overpriced palm reading. Oh
0: yeah, no, I definitely paid her twenty dollars for that bullshit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually I've seen like a lot of psychic and palm reading shops just driving around Austin. Yeah. And they all like have me super curious
0: okay so there's this one that at my old apartment i used to always pass when i would like drive down to like the walmart area yeah and it's like this giant like house looking thing it was like psychic palm reading
1: yeah okay you make enough money in a month to have a building that big here i don't know but i don't understand
0: it let's definitely go and donate to their cause of having this giant house in austin (laughs)
1: Okay, as soon as the quarantine's over, we're gonna take our asses down there, and we'll let you guys know what they say yes. about
0: us. Also, shit, I forgot about the quarantine, and we have to wait for
1: it now! <laughs> I was very excited! Shoot, <laughs> you're about to go tomorrow. I was like, let's go, let's do it! <laughs> I need to put that, write that down somewhere, because I probably will forget.
0: Okay, so maybe for, like, if this quarantine ends anytime soon, maybe we can go for, like, our three-month podcast anniversary
1: yeah or just yeah we'll just make an episode on it that'd be a episode. Ooh, oh
0: yeah like history of palm readers okay so okay. now that everyone knows our full ideas of what we're gonna do <laughs>
1: yeah tune back in let's go back to our original story why we're here today okay tangent yes love the tangents <laughs> so but anyways this chick did not have good luck with palm readers that's, no. that's where we were
0: no but she was definitely into it like she as i said she was a superstitious woman and she took these warnings to heart so she like took everything these people said like totally seriously um that sounds terrifying right so Trusting other people's opinions of your fate like oh. i know like if i had this woman on bourbon street telling me what my life is gonna be like there's no way okay <laughs> Anyways, during her marriage, guess so she really wanted to have kids um, and everything, but guess how many pregnancies she had?
1: Ooh, I feel like this is not going to be a good number for her. Um, okay, August 5.
0: You are absolutely wrong.
1: Okay, awesome. <laughs> Seven, I thought I was about to be dead on.
0: <laughs> 17.
1: Oh my gosh, and how many? So she had 17 kids, or were those like...
0: Um no. So she had seventeen Aww. pregnancies. She yeah. lost three due to miscarriage. Aww. and then um, ten of the children died when they were like kids, young kids. There was nothing on like how old they were when they died or how they died. I couldn't find anything on that because again, can you old imagine
1: story. birthing ten children and none of them make it to be an adult? Right. That's that's just
0: insane. Insane. Like. Yeah, so these—I mean, these—this fortune teller obviously was like pretty spot on. um, But give me a better fortune, bitch. This (laughs) time, right? But that's only thirteen. So four of them did survive to adulthood. I don't—not the best odds, but congrats to them. She had four. She had four kids. That's that's plenty.
1: That's the moral (laughs) of the
0: story. (laughs) Um, But like the fact that she received the fortune that all her children would die um she was super super protective over those last four like remaining children that she had
1: yeah understandably 10 pass yeah like nothing is gonna happen to you guys right um and then in
0: 1939 her oldest son giuseppe didn't have to look up that name um (laughs) Uh, turns out he was actually also her favorite child, um, but oh. he, he was going to join the Italian army, army in preparation for World War II, but she, she was going to protect him at all costs, right? Favorite right. child, only four children out of 17 that survived. Isn't that when you go to war? Yeah, she was like, absolutely not. I'm doing everything I can to save... Giuseppe and she decided that the best way to protect him was through human sacrifice oh what right not sacrificing Giuseppe God forbid not her favorite child
1: oh what
0: so the best the best suited humans for the sacrifice were her neighbors um, oh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, no. They were (laughs) middle-aged women who were lonely and would do anything to escape their boring lives in Corigio. They were like...
1: Including becoming a human sacrifice?
0: I mean, they didn't know about that,
1: but... Oh, they were just like, oh, you're doing so fun, I'll I'll tag along and never come back. Right. They were like, they're
0: open to anything, basically. So, some sources say that Leonardo was a bit of a fortune teller herself, uh, which, I mean, kind of makes sense, especially since she was so, like, deep into it. Um, yeah. But others say that these women just came to her for, like, friendly advice, like, friendly, neighborhoodly advice or whatever. Um, either way, their fate would soon be met. So wow. her first victim was Faustina Setti. Uh, she was a lifelong spinster who who came to Leonarda for help in finding a husband Um, She told her that there there was a suitable mail for her in Pola and told her not to tell anyone of the news. She also convinced Faustina to write letters and postcards to relatives and friends to be mailed when she reached Pola. And these letters were to tell them that everything was like fine. So
1: wow, so this was like super premeditated. Oh yeah, she totally knew what, what she was doing. Skinny? She she had she had a few tricks up her sleeve. Gosh, um, this was before like all of those true crime shows that you see where you get all those ideas from. Like right. she had that all by herself. She was a creative woman.
0: Right. <laughs> I mean, you have to possible. be to be so crafty to make to have a soap shop exactly she loved crafting things <laughs> my future <Yeah. laughs> cord murder part <laughs> minus craft. the murder just crafts <laughs> so the day that Faustina was to leave for Pola Faustina had stopped by um, Leonardo's house and Leonardo then like offered her a glass of wine as you do to as a friend yeah. who's <laughs> going to pola to fall in love with this man but guess what that bitch did <laughs> well i don't think she made it to pola homegirl leonarda drugged that wine <laughs> and casually killed her with an axe and dragged her body into a closet oh gosh! okay the thing that got me like here in your house yeah Ew. <laughs> the thing that got me here was that I was like, you drugged the wine and then killed her with an axe. Like, why couldn't you have just, like, drugged her wine a little more so she would die from, like, an overdose and whatever you drugged her with instead of, like, then having to kill her with an axe?
1: Maybe she was afraid it wouldn't do the job. Yeah, that. Or she, she was not, just, I like,
0: waking up. That Or she just, like, really wanted to kill her with an axe. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she got some anger about her first ten kids dying. So yeah, she she was an angry woman.
0: So then she proceeded to cut her body into nine parts and gathered her blood into a basin, as you do. So um, I guess oh, Leonardo apparently has a memoir called "An Embittered Soul's Confessions." And the next part I'm going to read is from her memoir and like her statement or whatever about what happened next. So this whole okay. section is like, quote, All right. I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap and stirred the whole mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several emptied buckets and emptied it in a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited in till it had coagulated dried it in the oven ground it and mixed it with flour sugar chocolate milk and eggs as well as a bit of margarine kneading all the ingredients together i made no lots of, i made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them oh. to the ladies who came to visit though giuseppe and i also ate them
1: stop that's disgusting
0: yeah so this girl is like oh what's that movie where they uh he's like runs a barbershop and kills them it's a musical
1: doesn't sound like something i would have watched oh my gosh
0: i I definitely watched it and it was like i remember it being so it's rated r and i remember i wanted to watch it but i wasn't old enough to rent it from blockbuster (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, man, really aging yourself there. So, so that guy, I was, like,
0: dating a little bit. Um, he was 17, so he was old enough to rent the R-rated movie from Blockbuster. So he rented <laughs> it, and I felt, like, so
1: badass. <laughs> Other teenagers are getting people older to buy them alcohol, and you just want your I just older wanted to rent you a rated R movie. A rated
0: R musical Blockbuster.
1: <laughs> <from> musical. <laughs> dang
0: what a film oh my gosh um i'm trying to find it movie (laughs) barbershop that's gonna be an interesting (laughs) google search if anyone comes along behind you meat cakes i don't know gosh
1: sweeney todd sweeney todd okay i have heard the name i haven't seen the movie
0: yeah He, like, kills the people. He's a barbershop guy. Uh, Johnny Depp's in it. And he makes, I don't know, meat pies out of the people. Or their blood. I don't know. Anyways, that's what this reminded me of. Oh, my gosh.
1: Man, she let her child eat that, too? Her favorite boy, Giuseppe. Favorite boy. Gosh, I did all this for you, favorite boy. (laughs) Giuseppe, eat these blood
0: tea cakes.
1: Oh, that's awful. (laughs) I
0: know. Um, and some sources record that Leonarda apparently received Faustina's life savings, which was 30,000 lira, which is like, I don't
1: know. So not only did she kill her, she took her whole life savings too? Hell yeah, it was for her. It was payment for her services, of <laughs> finding her oh a man in Pola. Yeah, I mean, I guess she didn't have any family to leave all that to, so right, she tried to use it to get a husband. Yeah, she
0: was a spinster. So 30,000 lira now is just under 4,500 U.S. dollars, um, but now 4,500 U.S. dollars would, like, then would have been worth around, would be worth around, like, $83,000 now. So, like, oh 30,000 lira. not a small sum. No, that was a lot. Um, so now we're moving on to the second victim. So, Leonardo's second victim oh, was... did it
1: again? can't <laughs> oh make that so...
0: So, Leonardo's second second victim was Francesca Sovi. Um, Leonardo claimed to have found her a job at a school for girls in Piacenza, which, I don't know, was a city there or whatever. Um, yeah, somewhere far away. Geographically, I don't know where it's located. I mean, in, like, Italy region, but um, <laughs> that's, like, me naming off, like, a random city in the U.S., right not gonna know where it is um so just like she convinced faustina to write letters and postcards to be sent to friends and family um she convinced francesca to do the same so like basically after she would die she would send these out so her family thinks she's like okay and she like went off to this other place and that's why they're not seeing her or whatever yeah um so she convinced Francesca to do the same thing. Um, then Francesca came to visit Leonardo before her departure and was given a glass of wine. So, again... You know where this goes. That she was drugged, and then she was killed with an axe. My gosh. Um, her murder occurred September 5th of 1940, and Leonardo did the same as she had done with Faustina. Um, it is said that... Like, cutting up her body, doing the whole soap thing, uh, making tea cakes, eating Wait, them. Wait, so she
1: did, did she use, like, their blood to make soap as well? So they're fat. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so it is said
0: that Leonardo then ob- obtained 3,000 lira from her second victim. So again, getting money out of it, doing the whole shebang.
1: So how did this keep her son from going off to the war?
0: You know, she just thought that human sacrifices would just keep her son safe, basically.
1: I, I, I don't know what her reasoning was. That's just... I guess in these types of situations, you can't try to think logically yes. what these people were thinking because they weren't thinking logically. No, she was not a very logical woman. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh. Can you imagine learning this after knowing you had bought soap from her?
0: Yeah, that's gross.
1: That would, that would be awful.
0: So moving on to her third victim, Leonardo's final victim was Virginia. <laughs> Damn it! I just, <laughs> I swear, I just went to pronounce names.com. Cachapo, Virginia Cachapo, <laughs> who was What's a former. Was like... Yeah, sure. We'll think. We'll we'll say it's right uh she was a former soprano and said to have sung sung in la scala which is an opera house in milan Um, so mm-hmm. seemed like a pretty successful woman like why yeah, talented right like why is she going to this lady for advice or whatever um but you know she
1: doesn't make soap why do people think she's wise <laughs> right <laughs>
0: Um, Leonardo claimed to have found work as a secretary for a mysterious impresario in Florence. And I didn't know what this was because I was like, why would this lady, who's clearly a talented singer, want to be a secretary? Um, mm-hmm. An impresario is a person who organizes and often finances concerts, plays, or
1: operas. So, Oh, so she's trying to get that, that network going. Right, right. Trying so, to make it big time.
0: That makes sense that it would appeal to her so yeah, virginia convenient. yeah right <laughs> uh, virginia was told not to tell anyone where she was going and on september 30th of 1940 she uh, went on over to Leonardo's house to visit and the same thing happened to her as what happened to the other two women she was drugged and killed with an axe and the following is from Leonardo's statement she ended up in the pot, like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white when it had melted. I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. I gave oh. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet.
1: Oh, my gosh, <laughs> This was insane,
0: yeah, this. It's so gross, like,
1: mm, this there's some nice cream okay. of soap. Wait, so, um, I, I honestly, I forgot the dates of these. How far apart were each of these murders? Okay, so... Was it, like, September, was the first one September of what year? The
0: first one, honestly, there is no date for it, but the second one was September of 1940, and the last one mm-hmm. was... Oh, sorry. The f- second one was September fifth of nineteen forty, and the last one was September thirtieth of nineteen forty. So
1: they're yeah, all so relatively very close together. Um, yeah. So it sounds like maybe within the span of possibly two to three months. Yeah, she did this to three people. Yeah. So she's thats like a lot so fast. She was go on from a spree, nothing to something. Yeah, she was just probably really motivated. She was determined to say. Save- to keep Giuseppe uh, safe. Giuseppe. <laughs> so,
0: again, of course, after this murder, she received 50,000 lira and assorted jewels from Virginia.
1: Long girl was rich. Right.
0: But my question, <laughs> honestly though, where the fuck was her husband in all of this? <laughs> like, oh, she was married? Yeah, remember the guy who her um, her parent, her mom didn't approve of because she wanted oh, to marry oh, off to yeah, another man. Yeah,
1: that husband.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they're still married. <laughs> like, I just want to know where he was in all of this. I think he was just turning a blind eye.
1: Yeah, maybe just didn't want to accept that fact or didn't, didn't want I to deal know. with her bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm gonna just go to work. I'll see y'all later. Right. Um, So, of course, Virginia's sister,
0: uh, Virginia, was her last um, victim. So her Mm -hmm. sister grew suspicious of her sudden disappearance, and um, she knew Virginia was last seen entering Leonardo's house. And so she reported her concerns to the superintendent of police in Reggio Emilia, And an investigation was then opened. So, shortly after the investigation was opened, Leonardo was arrested and confessed to the murders and provided detailed accounts of what she had done to save her son from any blame. So, she was just like, yep, that was me, I did it. Because she didn't want, of course, Giuseppe to have any blame for what she did. Um, Leonardo was tried for murder in Reggio Emilia in 1946. Um, So... That's that's quite, that's like six years from her last murder. Apparently, that was some time. Yeah. Um. So it's after a long time. Yeah. After her trial, Leonardo um gripped the witness stand rail with oddly delicate hands and calmly set the prosecutor right on certain details. Her deep set eyes gleamed with a wild inner pride. So she was like proud of what she did, and she concluded wow. quote. I gave the copper ladle, which I used to skim the fat off the kettles, to my country, which was so badly in need of metal during the last days of the war. End quote. Wow. So she's (laughs) like,
1: I did my country a service. Here's the ladle, which
0: I scooped these women's fat off (laughs) to make soap. So she was obviously found guilty of her crimes. And she was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no question there. Right.
0: She was sentenced to 30 years in prison and three years in a in a criminal asylum. Um, she ended up dying. So the
1: fortune teller was right.
0: Yes, she was very wow. right. Jail, wow. criminal asylum, children all die, most of them. Yeah. So she ended up dying of cerebral apoplexy. Not a doctor, guys. Don't judge. Something in the brain, right? Uh, it's a stroke. Oh, short word. It's a stroke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she died in the women's crim- criminal asylum, so I don't even think she like made it to prison. She just like died in the asylum well, um, in Paz- Pazuli in- on October fifteenth, nineteen seventy. So you know, well, that was yeah,
1: pretty long after her yeah, it trial was, and everything. It so was. she was toward the end of her life, anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was probably pretty old at that point too. Yeah.
0: So a number of artifacts from the case, including the pot in which the victims were boiled, are oh, actually yeah. on display at the Criminological Museum in Rome. So, you know, if we ever yeah. make our way to Rome, that's where we're going. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, that's the story of Leonardo, the
1: uh, the soap maker of Coragio. So I hope we all learned something from the story about how believing too heavily into psychics will actually, like make that shit come true <laughs> because if she hadn't have believed that so fully right then she probably like it would i don't know yeah she probably wouldn't have, have done mental issues
0: human sacrifice, sacrifice. <laughs> right she probably wouldn't have done human sacrifices to save her to keep her son safe in the war and i don't even know how it turned out like is her son safe i don't know
1: yeah like how did that keep it from getting drafted into the war i don't i don't understand <laughs> Or maybe it like kept him safe as he was.
0: Yeah, so I think fighting. he was he was know. going into war, but like she wanted to keep him safe because you know it was her favorite son. She didn't want Giuseppe yeah. or Giuseppe to, to but die. it was cool to
1: be the favorite child. Fright <laughs> your mom
0: murders for you,
1: <laughs> mom. Please don't murder for me.
0: <laughs> but mom, cover up my murder. Just kidding. The murder I commit. <laughs>
1: your mom's gonna be listening to this like nah ashley
0: shout out to kelly
1: <laughs> nice try
0: i'm throwing you under the bus
1: manual <laughs> won't work now it's gonna be out on the internet for everyone to hear
0: oh shit
1: <laughs> new plan new plan new plan dad dad <laughs> how about
0: new plan don't murder Well even we better even even better, even better i like that one so yeah just a sad story but
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's quite old so it's, yeah, um, i think it's interesting like the way she went about it yeah i feel like she had to really think of all that on her own these days criminals can just like watch the tv be like i could do that and go try it but she had to right. think of her own scheme to like lure these women in and somehow end up with all their money and then oh yeah she would, somehow believe she's protecting her son
0: she's very manipulative definitely also i really hope if for whatever reason i were to get like my computer were to be searched for like i don't know some like an fbi an agent comes on my door is like hey we need to search your computer i'd be like uh they'd see how to make <laughs>
1: how to make human soap <laughs> oh my gosh oh uh, man so they'd be like well she does craft a lot <laughs> her corn crafts <laughs> quarantine crafts yeah they're essential
0: yeah I've, I've gotten a little bored but it's been good so well, yeah. that was
1: a good story
0: yeah so next month is our uh, two month anniversary already hell yeah
1: gotta celebrate all of them yes every month so, yeah we talked and i think we'll do another like dual episode where we both bring a story so
0: yeah it'll be a bit
1: of a longer one so if you're you know just hanging out around the house can listen to our podcast now's the time we also still have some alien stickers left we're sending some out to some Some, friends family some lucky people who reposted our stuff
0: so guys yeah so after
1: i put stamps on their envelopes i'll have five stamps left so, so only, only five so more, <laughs> only five more people <laughs> buying any more stamps because they're expensive as heck. Megan learned how to mail things today. So that I honestly, was... I was thinking back. I haven't mailed something in like six years since I had to mail out all my <laughs> like high school graduation thank you cards. Yeah, and back then I didn't even know what I was doing. It all came in the box for me, and I just wrote some nice crap on there and sent it on <laughs> off to whoever gave me money. <laughs> That's insane. But yeah, I was like, so I can just like put it in the box. Let them get it. Yeah, like <laughs> I only like, need one stamp to send it all the way to Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep. All shit. All right. That's cool. Yeah, they they go by like weight. <laughs> so if you have like heavier oh, stuff, big. yeah, yeah, it'll be a
0: little more. But with just like a few stickers or just like a normal letter in a normal envelope, that's not like I don't know, filled with pennies or something. Yeah. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, cool.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Well. peace out until next time thanks for listening yes stay safe stay healthy stay clear of the baking
1: aisle at the
0: grocery store it's dangerous there it's danger zone
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we'll talk to you guys in the next one yes bye bye